I am recording today from my bed. You're probably going to hear the aircon in the background. Please forgive me. I know, terrible audio decision, but I am genuinely too hot in this room. So just deal with the white noise. I'm also dealing with a pounding migraine that has been going for like the last three days and I'm just, I'm losing all sense of faith. So... Yeah, fun times. Um, I haven't really spoken about my migraines since like 20... God, when did I do that podcast episode? 20... Wait, last year was 2022, 2020. Yeah, it was 2021. I did a whole episode about it. Not much has changed. If anything, it's gotten worse. Which, you know, that's never good when <laughs> you reflect and just realise everything has just gotten worse. No. Um, it's not like my health holistically has gotten worse since then. I'm still, you know, healthy, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's, I think, unfortunately, my, um, my triggers and just bad luck has resulted in me getting increasingly more migraines. Um, and one of the big contributors is stress and obviously, being an adult is stressful, so it's kind of hard to avoid that. Um, you know, there's only so much I can avoid, but, you know, everyday work life or anything like that, it's like, there's it's out of my control. We get stressed. We're humans. So that's fun. Anyway, I thought I'd pop on here to try and ignore my migraine and do a bit of a little book review. Now, I am not a big reader. In fact, my mum probably will faint at the idea of knowing that I'm doing a book review because she tried to get me to read all throughout my childhood and I simply just refused. I think I only read like a handful of books and I say books very loosely, like I wouldn't even consider them books, but um, the only things I would read was anything Doctor Who related because I was a massive Doctor Who fan. Um, Captain Underpants, like I strictly read those, They, I guess they were comic books, so like yeah, not really, not, not not a novel, basically, is what my mum was trying to get me to read. Um, I think I read the first Harry Potter book and then the rest I just listened to, a, like, the audiobook versions. Um, I read a book about a woman who was a convict. No idea what it was called. I was obsessed with it. It had, like, if anyone can find it, because honestly, I would love to reread it, because in my head it was, like, this amazing book. The cover was, like, purple... And it had like gold handwriting on the front. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's a good detective out there who can figure that one out. Um, And I'm pretty sure she was a convict. So tell me if you know what that book is. Um, What else did I read as a kid? Honestly, not much. Oh, the Simpsons comics. Loved those. Got them at Woolies, you know. Yeah, I just, I didn't read novels, okay? I didn't read anything longer than like 30 pages with text size that was the size of 12. Like I just I couldn't do it. Um And to be fair, it was it was coming from a like a pretty like deep place of like when I was when I was really young, I couldn't hear. Like there was something blocking my ears, like I had to get my I always forget this like I got my adenoids out and put my put grommets in my ears I don't know or did I take my grommets out and adenoids in I don't know something to do with my ears couldn't hear so I learned how to talk later on and I had to have a speech therapist um 
and so I wasn't the most confident speaker slash reader I just think words and dialogue kind of overwhelmed me um and like in school it took me a really long time to like kind of get better at English as a subject like it really it always intimidated me and at one point I was quite proud of myself because I got into like a high like a good class for like what's considered in like English or whatever and then I got I got pushed back down because they were like yeah you're actually not good enough (laughs) but no I mean look we all have our flaws um and I have this freaking memory of like when I was in primary school and I remember also being putting like we would have like reading levels and I remember I would like get up a few levels and then my teacher would like put me back down a few levels and I was like that's just this feels really fucked up (laughs) And I just feel like people thought I was a bit of an idiot for that. But look, I try and read, you know, later on in life, I kind of realized it was like, look, like I probably should try and read a novel here and there just so I, you know, feel somewhat intellectual because like I'm a big TV person, big movie watcher. Like I just I find visuals and that's why I loved comic books. Like as someone who found it really hard, like I struggled with comprehension, like watching something and reading and like yeah it just it's a different way that I was able to understand what was happening whereas reading a novel I really struggled to kind of like follow along with what was happening and I guess I was quite insecure about it growing up like I didn't really like admitting it to people and I I feel like people like to point it out and like I, I didn't mind it because it's like you know it's kind of funny when someone isn't a big reader because it makes you just seem like you're not I don't know, cultured, but I don't know. I just, yeah, I wasn't a massive reader. Anyway, I try and read here and there and I am doing a book review today. A very rogue book book review. I, I wouldn't, you know, if you're coming here for someone with a really sophisticated way of telling you what a book's like, please do not rely on me. Go to someone who actually talks about books regularly. But this is my version of a book review. Um, <laughs> so I read... Sally Rooney's Beautiful World, Where Are You? Now, Sally Rooney, I don't mind as an author. She actually kind of got me, she kind of rejuvenated my reading a little bit. My parents, when I was young, they kind of realized that the way to get me to read was stories about real life. Like they kind of realized I didn't really love fantasy that much, which didn't really make any sense because I was so obsessed with Doctor Who. But like, I think my mom kind of recognized that like I enjoyed stories which were about real life because they were easy to like follow along with whereas like fantasy stories there's a lot going on there's different characters and spells and this and that and worlds and universes and she was like that shit's too complicated here's a story about a kid going to school like read that (laughs) I read there was an author who I freaking loved when I was a kid oh what was his name I'm just trying to find him on Google, Soz. Lewis Satcher. Oh, I loved Lewis Satcher so much. He wrote the book Holes, which was quite famous, that actually got turned into a film. And what else did I love? Oh, There's a Boy in the Girl's Bathroom. I loved that book. Um, Small Steps, another great fucking book. Um, 
What else did I read? Oh yeah, he did the Wayside School series. Look, he he really got me into like because he wrote stories about like kind of like real life people and stuff and I just I I found that stuff a bit more like easy to understand um and Sally Rooney I get the same feeling from her she kind of focuses on a micro situation with a group of people or one person and kind of just focuses on that it's not overly complicated it's just a look into someone's world and their internal thoughts and I just reading that for me is just I mean as I get older it's not just even because it's easier to understand it's just that I feel like I can relate to it more even if I dislike the character or I don't relate to the character I just find it relatable in the sense that like I can see this happening in real life and so I feel immersed in it which is funny because I feel like people read fantasy novels and they feel like they can get lost in that but they can't get lost in a book that's about you know everyday life it's kind of interesting but I initially read Normal People because it became like a huge thing a couple of years ago and um, they did a TV show about it and I remember I watched the TV show not really knowing what to expect and then I like fell in love with the TV show and was like I have to read the book like it actually made me want to read it and I think one of my friends was like you seriously like you will enjoy the book and I was like okay like I'll give it a go and I was sobbing like I just was like the ending it just everything I mean even the tv show I was crying and whatever but like I think the book I didn't expect to cry so much at the end of the book because like I was like you don't cry reading a book like you cry watching a movie you cry watching a tv show like I didn't expect to actually have a visceral reaction like reading something and it kind of me it kind of made me feel like oh like there is something cool about reading and it's not all this like confusing shit that you can't wrap your head around like you can actually immerse yourself in a book and enjoy it and find yourself crying at the end another memorable moment I remember crying was um Time, uh, time traveler's wife holy shit I literally I was reading that on a bus and snot was dribbling out of my nose like that's that's the distress that I was in after reading that book and like I was so like I was like I cannot believe that a book is making me cry like this like I just didn't think words off a page could make me cry which I guess that's kind of naive because like I've read text messages from people and I've had the same reaction so it's like yeah sometimes Sometimes words can be that powerful. And so I liked normal people. So I was like, why don't I read Beautiful World, Where Are You? Right? And I have some thoughts. Uh, The first thing I noticed, so the book is about a woman. There's a woman called Alice, which that was kind of off-putting. I don't know if anyone else does this, but when you read a book and someone has the same name as you, it's fucking weird. Because like... It's really hard not to associate yourself with that person just by nature of them having the same name as you. And like, obviously, like when nothing, well, I don't think I'm anything like Alice in the book, but it's very weird reading a character who's got the same name as you. It's just weird. Um, And then there's a woman called Eileen and these two women are friends, but they don't live near each other. And so throughout the book, they're kind of sending each other emails and like each chapter you're kind of, being dropped into their life and what's happening in their life and the relationships and 
the issues that they're having internally and externally. And basically the two women form relationships or have had a relationship with a man. One's called Felix, one's called Simon. And Alice goes on a Tinder date and meets this guy called Felix and they have like this like weird complex relationship. And then Eileen has a weird, again, complex relationship with a man called Simon who she like grew up with, who also grew up with Alice as well because they knew each other from childhood. Um, So it just kind of follows these like complicated relationships that these women are having with these men but then also the complicated friendship that Alice and Eileen are having, not just across email with each other, but just that they mean so much to each other. And later in the book, they actually start to interact with each other in person. But for, for the majority of the book, you're not, you're not, you're never seeing them interact with each other in person. So you're kind of always anticipating what they're going to be like when they're with each other. And you can tell there's a lot of love there, but you can also see that there's a lot of misunderstanding and miscommunication, which I feel like, and this is just a hunch, Sally Rooney loves, and I mean loves, the whole miscommunication thing. Like, or not even miscommunication, just people being incapable of communicating. Um, Now, I haven't actually read her other book, which I've heard people prefer to this one. Um, conversations with friends haven't read that one I am planning to read that one next actually I feel like I should just have a Sally Rooney binge at this point but um, yeah I, I noticed with normal people obviously like she loves fucking people struggling to communicate in relationships whether it's friendships parents parental relationships and like romantic relationships which I don't mind because I feel like it is relatable. But I do th- I do feel like she sometimes is um, alienating her readers by doing that. And look, I, I am not a huge reader again, so I don't know. But I'm just going to take a, like a little shot in the dark here. But I do think that there are lots of big readers out there who read lots of books who do find it off-putting the way that Sally Rooney writes her characters because it 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 feels a bit repetitive where it's like so what all all the people she ever writes about are these people that just don't know how to communicate and it kind of feels like you just want to like fucking grab these characters by the neck and just be like just fucking say what you want you fuck like which but then it's like but is that not life like when I think about it like I feel like, are we not being somewhat superior sitting here saying that we, you know, always communicate how we feel and we say what we want and we say what we need 100% of the time? Like, are her characters realistic or or are they being a little dramatic here? Like, are, are they just like, like, are they really this incapable of telling each other what they want? And so at times it, it did, it it made me think like there were times where I was like, I feel like I'm reading the same character like Marianne in in um, Normal People. And even Alice and Eileen in the book, the two women she writes, they felt very similar. And like, it just, again, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, is that being done on purpose or is that just 
is has she kind of constricted herself to rewrite the same character in different ways because obviously they are all kind of different in different ways but it's just like yeah I don't know if that's like a, a purposeful thing or it's or is it just like write what you know kind of thing like I, I mean I get that like if that's your experience as an author and it's what you know how to write then it's like obviously you want to write that so yeah I don't know I did notice that a lot when I was reading it that it did feel somewhat repetitive in terms of just like a, a exploring a theme right and then something else I've noticed with Sally Rooney is she does like to do the whole um, internal dialogue of characters kind of going over like class issues, world issues and like uh, existential thoughts. Like she does, she does tend to allow her characters to fall down rabbit holes and spirals in her book where they're like thinking about something deeply, which I think some people would think is a bit pretentious. Um, I tend to not look at it again. I, I try not to be superior when I read her, her books because I'm like, I just don't think that's the point. I don't think the point of me is to sit here and say, well, I, I don't do that. You know, like, even though I fucking do, and most people do have these existential thoughts where they're kind of spiraling and whatever. But I guess because of the way it's written, it feels like these characters are coming from a place where they're like, they seem like they're the only ones thinking about it and they're so deep. And I, I think people find that a bit like, they, they roll roll their eyes to that or they think it's a bit wankery kind of thing. Um, But yeah, I, again, I try not to be superior about it. I try and just kind of be like, no, but these are just real everyday people who are flawed, who are having these like existential thoughts. I don't think they're trying to be pretentious. And even if they are pretentious, that is what makes them who they are. And, you know, I don't have to like them or dislike them. And that's something I try and do. I mean, maybe it's different when I watch TV and movies. Like I feel like, I feel like it's easier to dislike characters in books than it is in TV shows and movies. I don't know if you agree with, agree with that, but like, I have noticed I am more like weird about characters and books than movies and TV shows, maybe because I can hear what they're thinking. And I think so often we don't get that on TV and movies that it's like, it's harder to dislike them in a kind of like beyond a two dimensional sense. Like obviously if there's an evil character who does horrible things, it's like, okay, we hate that guy. But it's like in books, even characters who I think are perfectly normal flawed people I think it's so much easier to hate them or dislike them because we can see our own insecurities in them and our own flaws in them because of these like internal dialogue moments that we're kind of reading and yeah it's it's off-putting and I think that's so like such an interesting thing like I think also the way that she writes her female characters sometimes is confronting in the sense that it, it feels like it feels like the way that she writes women is women with low self-esteem and women who are needing validation from male partners and and like that these women feel broken and look it's hard because it is relatable in the sense that if you've been in that place before it does feel very relatable, but I guess the problem is, is people like to romanticize that state 
that that you can be in. Um, but I don't know. It's hard. Like, even when I read Normal People, I think at the time with what where my personal life was at, I kind of related to Marianne and, like, I, I understood that kind of low self-esteem and self-sabotaging mindset but then reading this book and then reading female characters who are doing the same thing and I feel like I've changed in my personal life I no longer related to them in the same way in a way I kind of pitied them because I I know what it was like to be in that headspace of kind of doing things that were not good for me and relying on male counterparts to resolve those issues. And yeah, I think I, I was reading it with a bit more of like a, a pitiful feeling, you know. And yeah, it's just weird. It's weird how like your personal life and where you're at in life changes how you view certain characters. Because I remember talking to girls when normal people came out and people were reading it with girls who like very confident no not they didn't have low self-esteem and they read Marianne's character and they were a bit like like they found it off-putting and so it's like it is yeah it's interesting whereas when I read it I I was like oh god this is slightly relatable unfortunately um yeah so it's definitely interesting reading her books and kind of getting a gauge of how she writes her female characters and again I don't know if I hate it or like it I feel a bit indifferent about it to be honest because again I feel like she is exploring something that she deeply understands whether it's good or bad I mean people have made this criticism of someone like Lana Del Rey right the way Lana Del Rey writes her music and kind of portrays the feminine experience you know people have had issues with that but I don't know it feels a bit counterproductive to be telling a woman that the way they're writing about a female experience is like wrong like it just it feels weird to say that because it's like well that's just what she wants to write about whether it's wrong or right it's like that it's true feelings are coming across the page here I can't you know, and I don't, I don't think it's aiming to be aspirational. And if people take that away from the book, I find that a bit bizarre. Like when I finished this book, I did not find it inspiring. To be honest, the women end up with the men. So Alice ends up with Felix and Eileen ends up with Simon. And I was kind of like, that's just not good. Because the whole time I was reading the book, I just thought this shit is so toxic. Not even the relation, like the relationships themselves weren't highly toxic, but I just think they're not, these people are not in the healthiest state of minds and they probably need to not talk to each other and they probably need to go to their separate ways and they probably shouldn't be codependent. And they probably need to have some therapy and then, you know, find new relationships and grow, go from there. Um, but the world's an imperfect place. So I, I, you know, and that would that would not be a very interesting book, would it? But I, I was, uh, it, it did feel like a bit of a lackluster ending knowing that like they kind of just like end up together and they're all happy and like, 
I don't know. It just, because, like, especially Alice and Felix, because Felix is kind of a dick throughout the book to her. And, like, I remember one conversation they had after being intimate and Felix is kind of like to Alice, like, he he basically says to her, like, because Alice is like a famous book writer in, in the book and she's really rich, but she doesn't have any friends except for Eileen and like she's alone and she struggled with really bad mental health and she had to like be hospitalized. And Felix does this whole thing with her where he's kind of taunting her a little bit, saying like, you know, I was watching you at these like book events and you were signing people's books and like I just realized that like you like these people don't even like care about you and like you're actually just like alone and like you like you hate yourself and I just was like and Alice then kind of like went along with this kind of accepting it as if it was like this kind of like sadistic self-harm as if like what Felix was saying she deserved it but she was also angry that he was saying it at the same time and it was like she felt internally conflicted because it's like she she does hate herself or she hates her life or whatever even though she comes across very uh, full of herself and very sure of herself I think that's just a way that she protects herself because really deep down I think she's actually quite unhappy but she's kind of taking what Felix says as a way to like harm herself and then she kind of says to Felix like you know like you can go if you want but also like if you want to stay you can stay and it's just like it's hard reading stuff like that where like and she and Sally Rooney does this so often where she she does moments like this with her female characters and and male characters that I wouldn't say are inherently evil men, but the way they they treat women is problematic and, and, you know, it's coming from a place of, like, these men have, you know, terrible mental health and they've got unprocessed trauma and they're kind of, you know, not able to communicate things respectfully, all that kind of stuff, right? And she'll do these scenes where they're just so, like, cruel... And they feel real. Like, I, I remember I was in a situation once with someone that I feel like I was in a really bad, like, the way I saw myself wasn't great. And it was someone that I had been intimate with and they, they said some things that kind of hurt my feelings. And I think I did, I almost did the same thing where it was like, I used what they said to reinforce how I felt about myself and then there's the complexities of like you've been intimate with someone so it, it kind of it becomes really like toxic like way of like thinking about yourself and a way about them and it's really and so I reading it it felt very relatable if you've been in situations like that but I just think yeah it's fucking hard to read like and I can see why people who haven't been in situations like that would read something like that and kind of look down on the character Alice um but yeah I think when you have really bad uh self-esteem it's ugly to read sometimes and it and it's not you know it's not pretty um so yeah that was I I was disappointed that she kind of ended up with Felix because like 
he had moments where I feel like he was a good character because he kind of acted as a truth teller. Like he really, in moments of conflict, he would like point things out and he would be, he wouldn't like, he would cut the bullshit basically and like point things out. And that felt refreshing, especially with characters like Alice and Eileen who were kind of incapable of communicating what they wanted. Like it was refreshing to have a character who was kind of like cut the crap. This is what you feel just be honest with yourself. So I, again, I was disappointed. I was like, oh, why did you end up with him? Like, you just, you need to go work on yourself. And Felix, he also needs to go work on himself. Um, and then on the other end, you've got um, Simon and Eileen. And this is another one where I'm just like, Oh, these characters. Again, Eileen is putting herself in situations with Simon where it's definitely the same as Alice in the sense that she's kind of, she is not allowing herself to be happy as a way to kind of like self-harm. But then deep down, she really loves Simon. She wants to be with Simon. Simon's literally told her like, I love you. I want to be with you. But she's not accepting that. And she's kind of like finding excuses as to why they can't be together. And it look, the fact that went on for an entire book, I was like, fuck, these two just need to, like, be together, get married, have kids, which, not to spoil, but literally at the end, they are getting, they're going to be married, and they're gonna have a kid, so, like, it all works out in the end, but it's just, like, fuck's sake, like, you spent a whole bloody book, and, but, look, I don't want to judge it, because I'm like, but this is real, like, people are this frustrating, humans are this fucking frustrating, like, that's just life and like yes there are people who read that and go I would never be like that I would just say what I wanted and yada 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 like I get it like good for you but there's a lot of people out there that don't say what they want they don't say what they need and they have low self-esteem and they do stupid shit like this (laughs) and we just can't judge them because it's complicated and you know the relationship these women have with themselves is deeply complicated in the relationship they have with these men. I wouldn't say is transformative. I don't think that it is beneficial, but I think that it is life. I think the relationships they have with these men are just by nature a byproduct of like what they went through growing up and and that kind of like codependency, validation, whatever. Like I just... I think it was uh, unavoidable that these relationships were going to happen and they were going to have an effect on these women. But I don't think that it, it, again, I didn't finish the book and go, that was really aspirational. I want to have relationships like that with men. Yeah. Um, If anything, you just can reflect on, on parts about it that you go, yeah, that's, that's, that's fucked. Like, (laughs) yeah, nah. Um, but you know, I mean, it was it was still interesting reading. There there were lots of conversations between Simon and Eileen and Alice and Felix that were very interesting, captivating, and you know, again, it felt it felt like you were really listening in onto two real people, and that's that's always fun to kind of hear what two random people are talking about and kind of getting absorbed into that. Um, So what else do I want to say? Um, Cute book cover. 
I love the yellow. It's very pretty. Oh, shit. Very pretty. Um, I, I will read the back. I mean, this is cute. I do remember reading this in the book. Um, I'm pretty sure Eileen says this. Uh, she's, she says, I was sitting half asleep in the back of a taxi, remembering strangely that wherever I go, you are with me and so is he, in reference to Simon. And that as long as you both live, the world will be beautiful to me. Look, I, I do love the idea that the book does make you feel like the women appreciate the beautiful aspects of their life, which they spend the whole book kind of ignoring. Like, I think by the end of the book, it's refreshing to hear the women say, you know, what a beautiful life we have, what beautiful friendships or relationships or family you know they they go all appreciation mode right even though their lives are imperfect they appreciate it for what it is and I think any book or story or movie or tv show that can appreciate the simple relationships that we have in our lives as meaningful and beautiful and painful is is great it's a great sentiment and that's kind of what the book is about really like it's about the idea that like these relationships and memories we form with people is kind of the meaning of our lives and it's it's what shapes us and it makes us who we are and all that kind of stuff but again I don't I don't want to say that this book is aspirational because I just don't think that's right (laughs) like I don't I think it's good in the sense that yes we should appreciate the beautiful things in life and life is painful and relationships are complicated but to romanticize and I'm not saying that Sally Rooney's necessarily doing this but I'm just saying that people often walk away from stories like this and I feel like they want to romanticize I will be doing a review on normal people both the tv show and the book just the story in general I have many opinions about normal people but um, I just think it's important that when we read stories like this or listen to stories like this that we don't I love romance. I'm a romantic person. You know, I romanticize a lot in my life. But I also try and remind myself that bad things and and traumatic things and things that have shaped me are not things that I necessarily want to be my identity. They're not the only parts about me that are interesting. And I just sometimes think that, yeah, I just when I read a book like this, I go, okay, so these women had like really complicated relationships with these men, but that's not it. And there's so much more to these women than that. I mean, I think one of the great things about this book is the relationship the women have with, with each other and the complicated relationship that, that they have to navigate because they don't live near each other and they're long distance and they both are struggling with their mental health and they're both struggling with hard parts about their lives and they feel like that one loves them more than the other and they feel like the other one doesn't try like the other and it's just and it is complicated navigating adult relationships and dealing with the fact that we're moving around and we're not always in each other's lives and we don't always know what's happening so I think that's also a great part about the book is it it also navigates that you know complicated side of like friendships and like being an adult and dealing with that um complexity as well and not just like 
romantic relationships. Um, but I love me a romantic relationship story. I mean, fuck, like, give me a sex scene and I'm there. <laughs> I'm all for the smart man. Um, <laughs> it makes me sound quite perverted, but no, I'm just, you know, I love a juicy romance. Like, I'm, I won't feel ashamed about that. But, um, yeah, overall, good book. Um, ending was maybe a bit anticlimactic but you know it left a smile on my face I didn't cry didn't have snot dripping down my nose but again good book uh I would recommend it but I yeah I um I definitely don't think I am like I think I felt a lot more intensity when I read normal people than this one yeah so See ya.